Hi book lovers! Do you want to make this summer your best reading season yet? Then you need to get your hands on the Biblio Lifestyle 2024 Summer Reading Guide. This year's guide is chocked full with 45 of the best new books carefully selected and organized into eight exciting categories. So whether you're in the mood for a flirty romance, a spine-tingling thriller, or something in between, we've got the perfect book waiting for you. Now, if 45 books sounds like way too much and you're looking for a more curated experience, the Minimalist Reads list features eight must-read books from across genres. But that's not all. The guide also includes fun recipes, engaging summer activities, plus thoughtful lifestyle and reading tips to enhance your summer reading experience. So head on over to thesummerreadingguide.com and download your free copy of the Biblio Lifestyle 2024 Summer Reading Guide. That's the word the, T-H-E, summerreadingguide.com. I'll also include a link in the show notes so you can sign up there. So download your free copy today and don't miss out on the ultimate summer reading experience and discovering your next favorite book. Happy reading! Hello, I'm Victoria from Biblio Lifestyle. And you're listening to the Reader's Couch Podcast, the show that will help you bridge the gap between living a full and busy life to one where you're reading, learning new things and having fun. In today's episode, I'll be sharing with you the one thing I do at the end of the year in hopes that maybe you'll include it as a part of your end of the year routine too. So if you're interested in learning more about that, stay tuned. Hi readers, welcome again to The Reader's Couch. I'm your host, Victoria Wood, and in today's episode, I'll be sharing with you the one thing I do at the end of the year in hopes that you may include it as a part of your end of the year routine too. So as we approach the end of another year, I know it's kind of really easy to get caught up in the hustle and the bustle of holiday season preparations, as well as planning for the year ahead. Oftentimes, I always wonder why does the busiest time of the year precede the start of a new year? I don't know, but it is the way it is. And there's one thing I do at the end of the year that I think is crucial, but often overlooked by many of us. And it took me some time to get here. So I'm not here pretending like I knew this all along and I've been doing this my entire life. No. But since I've been doing this one thing, it has really helped me tons, not just in my work life and made me more productive, but it's really helped me show up better in my personal life too. And that is slowing down and reflecting. So in today's episode, I'll share with you why I believe slowing down and reflecting should be part of your end of the year routine, but I'm also going to share with you practical tips on how you can do this in your life as well. Okay, so first I'm going to tell you why I believe slowing down and reflecting should be part of your end of the year routine. 
So first off, I think it helps you to gain perspective. When you slow down and you start reflecting on the year that has just passed, it really allows you to gain some much needed perspective in your life. Because I truly feel when we're so, so busy, it's easy, so easy to lose sight of what's truly important to us and what we want to achieve. Because sometimes we're just going through the motions with no clear direction and we're just trudging along to just go along. And I think when we take the time to reflect, you can evaluate how the year actually went for you. You can identify what went well, what fell short, but more importantly, you'll have the opportunity to gain a better understanding of what areas you'd like to improve in the coming year. So when you are setting your goals and you are setting your intentions, it's not just going to be something generic because you've took the time to actually reflect. So you have concrete facts of what worked, what didn't, and how you can actually improve in the new year ahead. Another reason why I believe slowing down and reflecting should be part of your end of the year routine is because this will give you an opportunity to celebrate your progress. Because Reflection also gives you the opportunity to celebrate what went well. And at the end of a busy year, it's easy to forget how much you've achieved because, again, you're just going along, trudging along just to go along. Um, But when you reflect, you'll see how far you've come and you can feel a sense of pride in your accomplishments, no matter how big or no matter how small. Another reason I think reflecting should be part of your end of the year routine is because it gives you an opportunity to learn from your challenges. So I think the end of the year is a great time to reflect on things that didn't go well, reflect on the challenges that you face throughout the year. Because when you're able to identify the areas where you went wrong, you can use that knowledge to avoid making the same mistakes in the future. You can also use the insights you've gained from your analysis to make any necessary changes or adjustments to your life moving forward. So again, you're not just setting generic goals You actually know what worked for you, what you're okay with doing, what you're not okay with doing, and you just have a realistic point of reference. And I think that's important. Another reason why I believe slowing down and reflecting should be part of your end of the year routine is because this will give you an opportunity to set goals for the coming year. So again, when you take the time to reflect on the past year, this can be a great exercise to help you determine what goals you want to set for the year ahead. Because once you've gained that perspective, once you've celebrated those successes, and once you've took and once you've taken the time to learn from your challenges, you'll be in a better position to set those realistic and achievable goals for the future. You can also use this reflection to create a plan of action for the year ahead. You can break down your goals into more specific and measurable actions. Because more than anything, this will give you a clear roadmap and help to ensure that you start the year off with a clear purpose and a focused intention. I really think that's important because I think sometimes we'll set generic goals that we think we should be doing or we tend to be so critical of ourselves. We're just like, okay, well, next year I'm not going to be doing that one thing. When in truth, you were doing pretty well in the year before and the present year, but because you didn't take that time to reflect and make a plan, you're just setting these generic goals. When truth is, you just needed to tweak a little thing here and there and you'd have seen exponential results. So again, 
take the time to reflect, use your newly gained perspective, use the celebrated successes, use the challenges to help create a clear roadmap so you can start the new year off with focus and intention. And lastly, the reason I believe slowing down and reflecting should be part of your end of the year routine, and I think this is the most important, is because this will give you an opportunity to find peace. Because at its core, the act of slowing down and reflecting is an act of self-care, right? And this can bring you a greater sense of peace because it allows you to take time for yourself, assess your experiences and gain insight into your life, which can help you to feel more grounded and centered which I think is a perfect way to start the new year. I mean, what better way to go forward into the new year being at peace with everything that transpired in the year before, both the good, the bad and the in-between. So I think it's really important to just, you know, find peace, take the time to slow down and reflect because it is an act of self-care. And again, I can't think of a better way than going into the new year feeling grounded and centered and ready for what's ahead. Okay, so now that I've shared with you why I believe slowing down and reflecting should be part of your end of the year routine, now I want to tell you how to slow down and how you can reflect on the end of the year. Okay, so the first thing I think you should do is take time for yourself. So find a quiet and comfortable place where you can be alone with your thoughts. Now, this could be a cozy corner in your home. This could be a peaceful park, or you could just even take a long walk or a long drive by yourself. Absolute silence. I think this is a great way where you can be alone with your thoughts. Now, my personal preference, if I'm going to keep it all the way 100 with you, is actually in the car. I love being in the car. It's just a great place to be alone with your thoughts. But I think the reason I like it the most is I feel kind of, um, I feel like I'm in a bubble. Does that make sense? Like when you're in your home, sometimes it can feel very big, even though you might be in a smaller home. But sometimes it feels really big. That's why I kind of take my personal timeouts in the closet because I think it's a smaller space. So it makes sense why I like the car. So I get lots of thinking done in the morning after, say, an exercise class or something. And just driving home alone, like that quiet time is really, really good. But if I'm keeping it all the way 100, this is my favorite way to do things. I will get in the car. I will drive to my favorite fast food restaurant. I will order the food through the drive through. But then I will just park in the lot. I will have my meal. And then afterwards, I'll just sit and think for a few minutes. I'm telling you, there's just something peaceful and quiet about um, being in the car. But I also think it's because I'm in a smaller place. It feels more cocooned. It feels more personal and just, yeah, I don't know what to say, but that is my personal favorite space. So again, Tip one on how you can slow down and reflect on the end of the year is for you to take some time for yourself, find a quiet and comfortable place for you where you can be alone with your thoughts. Okay, tip two, I truly believe you should write it down. Take out a pen and paper, open up a blank document on your computer, open your notes app, do whatever you need to do and just start writing about your experiences from the past year. You can start with questions like, what were my biggest accomplishments this year? Or 
what were the challenges I faced. Uh, you can also talk about how you overcame them. You know, just just take inventory on your experiences from the past year and write them down. I'm a big proponent. And this kind of started when I realized I would have some dreams and I just couldn't remember my dreams. I always have pen and paper next to my bed just in case I wake up and there's something I want to remember. I scratch it down uh, as I'm going about my work day and something comes to mind. I scratch it down. I just think there's something powerful about putting pen to paper. It also helps that I journal as well. But I think when you're reflecting, you're slowing down and you're doing your end of the year reflection, I think it's important for you to kind of write things down. One, it helps to make things more real but also you can have the information in front of you instead of just going through everything in your head. So I think it's really helpful to actually write it down. Okay, tip three on slowing down and reflecting on the end of the year is you have to be honest and you have to be non-judgmental with yourself. And again, it's not like you're telling anyone, right? So you have the opportunity to be completely honest with yourself as you reflect on the past year. And, you know, take the approach of not even sharing it with your partner. If you have a partner, just, you know, don't share it with your spouse. Just take the approach of this is just for you. Get it all down. And again, if needs be, you can burn it, you can trash it, you can thread it. And if it's digital, you can delete it because being honest and non-judgmental is really important because this is not a time for you to be super critical of yourself. But again, this is for self-discovery and this is for growth and this is for planning the year ahead. So be honest, be non-judgmental. All right, tip four, I want you to focus on the positive because yes, we've talked about reflecting on what didn't work for you, reflecting on the challenges and look, it is important to acknowledge and learn from your challenges but try and shift your focus toward the more positive things that can happen. Because I also feel when people start to take inventory of what the past year was like, it's easy. It's so, so, so easy to reflect on what didn't go well, what didn't work and what was challenging. So I want to encourage you to focus towards the positives that are happening in your life and acknowledging your successes, acknowledging your blessings, because I think when you do that, you'll be better equipped to set goals for the future with a more positive mindset. So after you've kind of done your inventory and stuff like that, focus on the positive things, pick out all the things that went well and I want you to really sink into that and focus on that so that you can go into the new year with positive vibes. I mean, positive mind, positive vibes. Okay, and number five, the last thing I'm recommending that you can do to help you slow down and reflect on the end of the year is to use prompts and journaling and journaling guides. Because I think sometimes there are some folks who might find it challenging to just get started. They might need some guidance. There are many journaling prompts out there and journaling guides available, both in physical books, but also online that can help you dive deeper into your reflections. So I have a journaling list over on the blog with different prompts for different things. So I'm going to include this link in the show notes so that if you need a guide, you have a guide. And I'm going to make one specifically for new year reflections. So you can just go straight to that one. But again, I have journaling prompts that you can use throughout the year or for many different things. So again, if you are finding that you're getting stuck, 
There's no excuses. There are prompts and guides that can help you along the way that can really help you dive deep and also reflect. Alrighty, friends, there you have it. The one thing I do at the end of every year, and that is I slow down and I reflect. So quick recap. I think it's important that you should slow down and reflect and you should incorporate it as a part of your end of the year routine because it will allow you to gain perspective. It gives you an opportunity to celebrate your progress and just everything positive. It gives you an opportunity to learn from your challenges. It allows you to set goals for the coming year but it also allows you to set goals with all the information in front of you. And what I love the most, it can help you find peace because it certainly has helped me to find peace. And if this sounds like something you want to do, I highly recommend you do these five things. If you're interested in slowing down and reflecting, you can do this by one, taking time for yourself, Two, writing everything down that comes to mind. Three, make this a space where you can be honest and non-judgmental with yourself. Four, after everything, I want you to focus on the positive things that come up. And five, if you're stuck and you don't know what to do, there are prompts and guides that can help you along the way. Truly, I have no idea what it is, but there's something about the new year that is just filled with endless possibilities. And I believe that by slowing down and reflecting and looking back on the year that's passed, we can celebrate our successes, learn from our challenges and set goals for the future. It also gives us an opportunity to find peace and calm in a busy and often chaotic time of the year. So I'm inviting you to slow down and reflect because you just might find that it's the perfect way to prepare for the year ahead. Alrighty readers, that's it for today's episode. If you haven't already, pretty please leave the podcast a five-star rating, write me a review if you love the show, and share this episode or any of your favorite episodes with your bookish friends. Until next time, thanks for being here, thanks for listening, and I'm looking forward to chatting with you again soon. Bye for now. Thank you so much for listening to the Reader's Couch podcast. Please subscribe to the show, share it with a friend, and take a few seconds to leave a rating and review. Until next time, stay lounging, stay reading, and whenever you're in doubt, go straight to your local bookstore or library. Thanks again for listening and happy reading.